Yo, it's Josh. What's good? It's your boy Darius. What's happening? It's Matt. You are now tuned into the Dominate the Decade podcast. Let's go. I'm trapped in. I'm trapped in. I know it. Hey, I know I'm trapped. I'm trapped. I'm trapped. I know I'm trapped. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look. I heard my nigga talking about me. Whisper getting close. Uh, nigga, same breaking bread. Welcome to the Dominate the Decade podcast. We got a special guest in the building, YouTuber with over 180,000 subscribers, up and coming actor, entrepreneur with his own clothing brand, my boy Malik Brazil. Welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? I'm happy to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing? It's been a little minute since we chopped man, it up. Man, it's been, what, four years? Yeah, uh, high school, oh, man. Yeah, high school. It's been four years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been like four <laughs> years, bro. Months, yeah. Bro. Hey, shout Ms. out. Miss Shout out to Miss <laughs> Medlock, bro. Yo, no, that journalism no. class. But, yo, good to yeah, see nice. how you've been doing and keeping up with you and the, all the different things you got going on, man. You you taking off right now, man. I'm trying to, bro. I'm trying yes, to. Just, just trying to stay humble. Yes, you sir. Know? Stay grounded at the end of the day. That's all you can do. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, so how's everything been going, man? I know you, uh, back whenever we were in high school, you were really just on the YouTube thing. Right. Uh, that's really taking off for you, man. Up to 188,000 subscribers? Yeah, yeah. 188, man. Actually, I lost some. I was like at 199, but YouTube went through some. That's a long story. Yeah. What, uh, yeah, yeah. I was just doing a YouTube thing, but um, I'm still, you know, trying to dive into that world. But since recently, I've just been on my acting tip, man. Just, uh, Doing my clothing brand, going back and forth with that, but YouTube was like the foundation for all of that. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing anything if it wasn't for YouTube. So I'm, I'm pretty much like tired, married to that. In the sense, <laughs> yeah. You know, because it, it wouldn't be none of that going on. Of course, I mean, besides God, but you know, without YouTube. Yeah. Show. But yeah, I just been chilling, man. That's what's up. Working, working, working. That's yeah. All you can do with the quarantine going on. It's been a little hard. Yeah. But. I bet you have way more time to work on like the things oh, that you got man. going on though. Yeah, I, honestly, like, quarantine's been, like, a blessing in disguise because it's, like, it's been a blessing and a curse because it's, like, you got to kind of stop, you know, the world's on pause, you know, you get to kind of work on things that you want to work on instead of just, like, going with your daily routine. So it's, it's been a good thing. I've been trying to flourish as much as I can do it all with the whole craziness going on. But uh, I am kind of ready for things to get back to normal, you know. And, uh, you know, just... Just get back to the daily grind at the end of the day. That's that's all we can do. That's what's up, man. So you mentioned the YouTube thing. What made you get started in it? Uh, yeah, man. So like, I, this is going to sound funny. I had no friends. Like in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> no new friends. I had no friends in middle school. I started when I was 12, bro. Jeez. So, uh, and a lot of people know I was 13 going into high school. Like 12. I was really 12, 13 Jeez. going into high school. So, like everybody was 14, 15, freshman. So I'm like 12, 13. So I'm a bit younger than everybody else. Everybody else is just kind of going through different things. And I really just wasn't on everybody else's level. So I just uh, always did like YouTubers. I was watching Timothy the Light Ghetto and Kevin Edwards Jr. Like he's the OGs of YouTube. And uh, I was like, man, I can do that, you know? So I just started making videos in my room with like a little camcorder that my, my auntie gave me. And uh, this kept it going from there. I remember I had 17 subscribers for the longest time, but like that didn't even matter to me. This is like when YouTube was in a whole different place. Humble beginnings. Humble, humble beginnings. <laughs> Too <laughs> humble. <laughs> humble beginnings. Yeah, I had like 17 subscribers alone, but I just like like making content, like making skits, and 
you know, I was really just making it for like my family. You know, we get together at like family get togethers. I just throwing it on the TV, you know, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, it just kind of took off for like one video, and then you know, as time went on, you know, it got a little bit more business like, and um, I would say it's, it, it things are a bit more fun when you're kind of doing them for you instead of for other people. Yeah, you know, but uh, love kind of came and lost for you too, because you know, as you start to grow. A lot of things get, like I said, more business uh, related and networks get into play and everything. But um, yeah, YouTube is uh, YouTube is like, like you just said, humble beginnings, bro. Like you just, um, I got started with it just, just to make entertain myself at the end of the day. Yeah. But to make like my family laugh, it wasn't even supposed to be like on the scale it got to. Yeah. Like the, I remember my first viral video was like did not plan that. I remember literally. I, I mean. I think the top five videos I have on my channel were just days I was just chilling and I just like, oh, I gotta get a video up. So I just made it and they went viral. Like not even on a plan, like whatever, but um, yeah, it was never supposed to get to this scale ever. Yeah, ever. nah, that makes sense too because what I've seen with like, shout out to Leak Gang first and foremost, right. your fans, man, right. yo, your fans go hard for you for real. Oh, like, yeah. And I think it starts off with how those humble beginnings started. Right, it's right. like, they all have seen you progress over oh, the years, yeah. you know, starting out with those 17 people. It seems like they really do support you and you be supporting them oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, I have like a, I have like a, uh, I don't even like calling the fans, bro, because I don't even feel like I'm nobody at the end of the day. Like, yeah. I go to the same Walmart you do. I go to the same Walmart you do. Like, I just, I, I just look at them as like family. I know it's kind of corny to say, but it's like, uh, the way the people that support me on my channel have gone, like you said from the first 17, like I got people that's literally been with me, like and they got screenshots saying like, no bro, this one we got 200 subscribers, yeah. like, now you got this. So like, I know a lot of like my quote unquote fans, like by name, like, I got some of their numbers. Like yeah. we text like this dude named Eli, like we text back and forth all the time. Like, I consider him as like a friend now, but he started like watching my videos. Yeah. There's a lot of people, you know, uh, this dude named Cart, uh, I got a whole group chat on Twitter. It's just like me and like 50 of the, 50 of the, like my, my people and it's yeah. just, I, I always like to make people feel like we're on the same page. Like at the end of the day, like yeah, we got all different accomplishments and whatever may go on, but at the end of the day, man, you strip all that away. We people, you know. So I judge people off just like you know um, the character. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I just want people to look at me the same way. Like not as a YouTuber or whatever. Like that's Leek. You know, he he's a man of his word. He he has you know a good character about himself. But that yeah, makes sense, bro. how frequently you try to get a video up? <clears throat> right now, yeah. Oh uh, man, right now it's uh, like once a week. That's my goal. Yeah, like, it was a point time for like a hundred days every day. A hundred days. A hundred days. A hundred days of every day of video. Well, was that like a challenge that was going on? Not even, bro. I just did it because I was just I was I was fresh out of high school. Got nothing but time. Nothing but time. Nothing but time and energy. I'm just like, man, I'm just gonna grind like I'm honey. Every day something new. Every day something new. It was like a full time job. Wake up. It take. At least for me, it took about seven hours to just get a video from the idea to filming it to to editing it to oh, I don't like that. Let's go back and reshoot it, yeah. reshoot it again and edit it again and you know upload and make it done. It took like seven hours, so I had not no girlfriend. I had you know nothing but time. My mom was at work all day, so I'm just going cranking them out a hundred days straight, and uh, yeah, that paid off. But yeah, I want to get back to that one day, but yeah. right now it's a lot going on, so I'm like. Just trying to get one, one, one video out of a day right now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what is like your 
like process of like for like coming up with new ideas, new things to like keep your fan base like engaged? Oh man, um, at first I would say at first it was more like just whatever I felt. Like I just used to pull from. I could be at Walmart, somebody be feeling, I get like a skit idea off of that. I think weird, so I'm like, okay, we're gonna write off of that. But uh, yeah, just everyday inspiration. Um, now I kind of go a bit more off of trends. YouTube's in a different place, so I just look at uh, like what's hot. You know, uh, people are doing like mukbangs and stuff now. Like people eating on camera, which is weird, but it works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so you know, I look off trends now, but still trying to incorporate like what I want to do because it's like I said, it's more fun when you make videos for yourself and stuff that you actually like instead of going off of what other people want you to do. But uh, yeah, just everyday inspiration, um, trends. You know, if I got a rant video, something that's bothering me. Make it funny, you know. I always take, like Kevin Hart say, laugh at my pain. Like, literally, that's what yeah. I do. I take unfortunate situations I'm in, and I just make story times and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense too. And it's, I feel like doing that makes it more authentic with yeah. your with your audience because they actually see, okay, this is like his everyday life. Yeah. And I actually fact. see how he goes about life and how he thinks and like it seems like you use your channel as kind of like an outlet for yourself. Oh yeah. It's most it's most definitely a diary. Yeah. Like I look forward to like having kids and like being forty and like yeah, this is what I did when I was fourteen. That would be cool to look like, back. Like on. our parents can't say that. Like we yeah. they could tell us stories for days. Like yeah. yeah, like when I was your age, like no, nah, my kids can actually see like when I was sixteen, I busted some milk cartons and walked. <laughs> and I was the idiot, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah, like they can I, I look at it most definitely like a diary. Like, yeah, it's for other people to watch and enjoy, you know, uh, after like whatever is going on in their life, they can have a chance to come to my channel. You know, get their mind off that, watch a video. But it's most definitely like I keep like I have a trillion of hard drives, bro. Just a video, all my videos from the beginning to start got like two thousand videos. Sheesh. So I'm gonna show my kids and my grandkids that, and this is like a piece of me that's gonna live on forever. You know, I think a lot of us look past of like what the internet really is. It's, yeah, it's a dark side to it, but it's like man, like with y'all podcasts, like y'all kids and. Whoever else is gonna look on this like, damn, like when you know Pops was like twenty twenty one, like they was like really moving on this podcasting. This is like a diary. This yeah. is a piece of you that's archive. It's an archive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna live on forever and ever. So yeah. It's most definitely for myself at the end of the day, you know, when you look past all the It's gonna be a, yeah, it's gonna be a crazy day when you look and see that your kids subscribe to your YouTube channel. You see yeah, his man. name, you're like, oh, <laughs> hey that's him. Oh, he watching you, he commented on your channel and yeah, everything. No, that's right. gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. No, I was about to say, how long did it take for you to get into like the business aspect of YouTube? Did that like hit a certain amount of followers, or was it yeah. just a time or what? Uh, man, I never forget the day. I don't remember really remember the, the amount of subscribers I was in, but I remember the day I got signed to uh, it was a network called Broadband TV. I'm not with them no more, but uh, they they really put me up on the on the business of it. And because uh, at first I was just making videos, putting titles, descriptions, the regular thing. But they told me like they set me down. I had like. It's like a boot camp. It's like you, they sit you down for 45 minutes every day and they like give you ins and out of YouTube. This is what you're supposed to put your, as your titles, your, your thumbnails and this, that, and the third. Uh, don't put your tags that way. Um, structures of video. So I had to, I don't know if y'all noticed, but in the first two minutes of a YouTube video, that's when uh, you're supposed to grab a person's attention. If yeah. you got a product you want to sell, if you got action you want them to do, follow you on Twitter or whatever, you're supposed to say that in the first two minutes. So they just taught me how to structure things and I've, um, off of that, they just taught me how to get brand deals and make actual money. Because I was already making money in high school or whatever off YouTube, off of the, the views or whatever. But they taught me how to approach, uh, just make myself marketable to businesses and, and brands to say, hey, um, 
if Skittles wants to do a deal with me, how to present yourself. And uh, yeah, they. I got dropped <laughs> last summer because I had some, some copyright issues. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, it was love, though. It was love because they, I, I get, I was hurting their business because, you know, I use a lot of music in my videos and yeah. YouTube has changed since then. But um, yeah, they, they set the groundwork, man. Shout out to Eric uh, from Broadband. I don't even know if we're still with them, but he sat me down and really taught me the ins and outs of the YouTube business because I never knew it was such a big business until they sat me out, sat me down and taught me uh, the ins and outs, you know. Yeah, that makes sense, too, because I feel like we have grown up in an era with the Internet growing with us, too, because looking back at even in middle school or high school, things were just starting to become big. Like Twitter was not how it is. Not how it is. Instagram. I don't even think Instagram was a thing then, bro. No. Instagram was really new. Yeah, it's very new. And now we got like stories and all this stuff. I just screenshot everything thrown up there. It's like, what is this? It's a whole different world. It's a whole business aspect. So to see people capitalize off these things and monetizing their talents and like you said, making people laugh, that's such a good thing to do and yeah. continue to develop on that. I would say it's weird, though, because it's like, I've seen, like I said, I started the internet, quote unquote, when I was 12. So I've mm-hmm. seen people like Timmy, they're like, he's on Wild Out now, you know what I'm saying? But I've seen people like him, like, it's in their room, making videos for fun. Like, no business attached, not even trying to sell nothing, no, you know, end goal to the video. We just like, hey, we bored, we're going to make videos, this is what we like to do. But I've seen it go from just a fun outlet to like, this is shrimp business. Yeah. Like, it's Instagram, I was making $100,000 a post. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and like, it's a whole, I've seen it going from just fun to strictly, but like, people with like, Instagram models, girls with like 20000 probably have managers. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Like, because they look it's good. weird. <laughs> it's weird coming from a place where it's like, man, we just on here making these videos. We might sell a shirt. We might do that, but it's like really no. We're not trying to get famous. We just met on, on YouTube, yeah. and now it's like, man, people really doing this for a career. Now. Yeah, and it wasn't even supposed to be that way. But I'm kind of glad it's that way now because yeah. it's like for other aspects like podcasts or whatever you may do, bro. Like the internet is the like it's the blueprint. Yeah, it's the blueprint. It's beautiful. It's opened up so many. Doors. Opened up so many doors, yeah. but like radio, everything is like TV is obs- like it's not even a thing because of the internet. Yeah. yeah, I know so many people. Like even like my younger cousin thing, they don't watch TV bro. at all. They watch YouTube. Like yeah. even looking at guys like Ninja who started off on Fortnite Fetch. whenever it like first started. Yeah. You see that guy? He's a multi-millionaire now. Off of and gaming, off of gaming, bro. Yeah. So just capitalizing off of this tool that we have that's so new in our life, and just because we grew up with this doesn't mean that you can't really do anything with it. It's right. like, yo. Everyone else is learning how to do these things. We have barely touched the surface of how big the internet can be. So capitalizing now, getting yourself started now, that's that's the move. Yeah, it's the move, man, because it's it's, it's scary. I feel like we've only only reached the bottom of what the internet could be. Like, I think when our kids are our age or whatever, man, it's going to be like, the internet is going to be on a whole different spectrum. I was watching um, the Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk. Yeah. Man, the way they think and the way they project the internet is going to be is, I can believe it. Because people thought, like, people think about it. We have computers that we can go anywhere with. Like, yeah, yeah. people 50 years ago would be like, no, nah, you're lying. We got phones, portable phones. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's for sure going to be 
Yeah. Like Portia, like you're saying, my granddad always talks about how big the first computer was, and now yeah. we literally have them in our pockets. Yeah. Exactly what y'all was saying about a TV. It's like my parents used to watch like no TV this weekend. You tell somebody young guys, no TV, I don't watch it, don't know I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know like, no TV. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> but from uh, YouTube, did you then go into commercials, and then you ended up doing like the mood acting, or how did that go from Man, that? honestly, acting, like it was all. all this was always the end goal, but I just never knew how I was going to do it. Yeah. So, uh, I never forget, this is when I had, I was still with Broadband, and they had put me in contact with a couple of different people, you know, directors and stuff. They was like, yeah, we want you in movies or whatever. But this is at a point in time, um, I'm going to be honest, like, I was, I'm, I've gone through three stages of life. You go, beginning of YouTube, height of my career YouTube, and like where I am now. I'm still not at the height of my career, but it's just like, one, three different stages. this is the stage where, uh, I was just kind of like really popping. I had like a couple viral videos. I was staying on the homepage. I was like really dumb to the business. I really didn't care. Yeah. So they were bringing me opportunities and I was like, whatever. Like I'm still making videos. Like forget all the other yeah. stuff. So um, with the acting, I remember the, my manager at the time, he had brought me uh, a movie and he was like, yeah, they want you. And this, and the third, whatever. I was in, on vacation in Vegas with my family at the SEMA car show. And uh, I remember I did the audition in the bathroom. And, uh, in the bathroom? In the bathroom. Literally, I didn't care, bro. <laughs> I'm like 18, 17, 18, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, we're just going to do it in the bathroom, whatever. I didn't even have a, I don't know if y'all know, like when you, when you audition, you're supposed to have a reader. You didn't even have a reader. So I'm like saying the lines to myself. Oh, Crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I got the part, though. I don't know how, but I got the part, but then they took the part away from me because um, I didn't reply took them for, I think, another two weeks when I realized I had to check my email. Mm-hmm. So I had lost the opportunity. Then after that, I was like, man, forget it. Like, I don't even want to do the acting stuff. It's too, it's too tedious. Mm-hmm. But uh, I honestly, the acting thing, seriously, is very new. I'm going to be honest. I've only been seriously, seriously taking this acting thing seriously for about a year, two months, mm-hmm. probably. Like, really getting into the acting world. And, yeah, it's, it's very new. It's very new. What's the thing you had to improve on the most, like, whenever you first started? Like, what did you have naturally, and then what was the thing that you had to, like, really work on and still hone it down on the craft, I guess you could say? Right, yeah, yeah, no, nah, it was, uh, of course, I'm a, I'm, I'm a com- quote-unquote comedian. I don't really like using that word because I can't do stand-up for life. <laughs> I don't even try. Okay? <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm a comedian actor, so I can do a lot of improv or whatever. So that, like, comes naturally. I can make anything funny. I can make a joke about that cup after a whole room shake. Yeah. But it's like... Uh, the thing I had to improve on the most was just um, uh, sometimes staying on the lines because I'm easy to see a script and be like, okay, that line's not that funny, so I'm just going to go off. Yeah. Right? And the director be like, no, nah, we don't want that. Yeah. So I have to like really tighten up. Just learn how to just listen to the directions. Okay. It was the biggest thing. Um, knowing how to step outside the comedy room is really hard too because, uh, you know, when you get a, a drama piece, you can't be funny. Some of these lines, when you're talking about deep, whatever you're talking about, you can't really bring that edge of yourself. It's just really developing characters and really taking the time to say, all right, I'm playing a baseball player. I don't know nothing about baseball. Let me study. Let me go to a baseball game. Let me apply myself to this. So I think just, I never knew actors is, is outside of playing that role on camera, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Like Michael B. Jordan playing Creed, like that was a lifestyle for him to even you know, not only transform his body, but to learn the sport, learn what a softball is, learn what every aspect of just, you know, the, the, the lifestyle of a boxer is. And, yeah. you know, just the Django, Jamie Foxx, like learning. He killed that role. You know, like just 
what slavery was, and you know, it's just it's crazy. It's a full time job, but that was the hardest part, which is learning how to really adapt. That's funny that you say that because I was just watching that Michael B. Jordan yeah. interview and he was on the Breakfast Club. Right. And he was saying he went to a dark place of isolation yeah. and stuff like that. Just yeah. so that, and was that Black Panther? Yeah. And so he could be that dark character that he needed. Yeah, there was a therapy after that, I heard, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it was ridiculous. That's yeah, I didn't even think Killmonger was that dark of a role, but he's like, it was kind of fun to play. Hey, they got to bring Killmonger back, man. No, they can't, yeah, let, him they can't let him go that down. Was such a he great made game. the movie, I'm in my saying, opinion. bro, that was such a great nah, movie. Nah, man, not fast. Black Panther was amazing. It was great. But yeah, man. So, keeping going with the actor thing, if you could work with any actor or actress, just like, ever, like, who's like your top Oh, man. This is going to sound crazy, but Betty White. I'm gonna work with Betty White just to say I did it. Betty White, yeah, that's just, that is different. No, yeah, no. Said, no. yeah, nah, Betty White, man, because it's like she's such a uh, man. She's been doing this for like 80 years. She's an icon, yeah. like literally, yeah. you know. So before she really like retire, retire, I want to get one in, even if it's like something for two seconds, bro. Yeah. Like, I work with Betty White, but besides Betty White, I mean, you got you, of course, you know, the Denzels and whatever. Uh, I do want to get one in with Jimmy Fox. Um, I do want to get one in with. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, of course, Chadwick. Uh, another that Sandra Bullock. Ooh, that's I, a like, good one I like Sandra Bullock. Yeah. She was in the uh, movie Crash we talked about last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's dope, bro. Yeah, Sandra Bullock's dope. So, off of YouTube, you launched your clothing brand, right. Seventh. So, tell us a little bit about Seventh, man. Where does that name come from and where did that idea come from? Man, Seventh, so I'm from the Seventh Wood in New Orleans, right? So, Seven. It's just, I don't know, it just kind of came from myself. Me being from Seven Warden, Seven Warden, New Orleans, God made the world in seven days. Yeah. My last name is Seven uh, Letters, so it's Seven. And so I was like, okay, Seven, Seven, that's what we're going to do. And um, just the inspiration became, I was always into fashion um, in high school. Probably didn't look like it because I didn't have the money to get clothes. But, <laughs> Neither was yeah. I, bro. Neither was I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's just like, you know, I always like looked at people like Kanye West, ASAP Rocky, Rihanna, like, these are like, Fashion, hip hop icons, in my opinion, I was like the way they dressed, and um, Travis Scott even. Travis Scott had a big inspiration. He used to love the way he dressed. So I was like, man. Um, I backtrack. I wrote the the chicken scratch. I don't have it on, but it's like my my main logo, the chicken scratch. I wrote that in actually in Miss Matlock's class. For real. I drew that. That's crazy. And didn't even think nothing of it. I was just drawing, scribbling, boarding class. But I kept that paper for some odd reason, and. Uh, I graduated from high school like a year out, and I'm like, oh, this would be like a, on a shirt, right? Yeah. So I'm like, seven, right? put it together. Seven Wood New Orleans, my last name is Seven Letters. God made the world seven days. That business you plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't even, bro. I was just, it, bro, like I just got into the business. Yeah. <laughs> like we're in the actual business. Let's keep that like a buck. Like it was just like off like the creativity. So I'm like, okay, um, got a little money now to, to invest. So. Be gonna create it, and uh, it just started with a couple of simple designs, man. Just uh, put it on YouTube, see how my fans react to it, and they, they liked it. But like I said, it's just all the inspiration of just that, and uh, just always having a love for fashion, you know, it's just street fashion, you know. Uh, making um, I feel like that's such a big part of our culture is street fashion, you yeah. know. People look at the Gucci's and Louis, like that's like a little bit far to me. Yeah. Like, you look at brands like Fubu, that was huge, yeah. Like, uh, Brands and city trends like Red Red Gorilla, I think it was called. Just like simple brands. I'm like, I, I feel like we can bring brands, um, not even brands, but just like uh, the aspect of just bringing regular streetwear back, baby fat, fubu, 
yeah. those are hot brands. Fat mm-hmm. Farm, like, black owned too. Black owned and affordable. Yeah. And affordable. Yeah. I feel yeah, like exactly. we can bring that back, you know. And uh, that's what Seven is. Like that's the end goal. I really wanted. I never went to cra- the prices get crazy. I think at most uh, the highest a teammate get for me is sixty bucks, and that's really on the high end. I really want to stay like at that forty, thirty-five dollar yeah. range. Um, yeah, just making it affordable. Uh, something cool to wear. Something that's not corny. Uh, something that everybody can just relate to, whether you can see that I'm wearing a Use Me tee or you just want to wear the seventh one, yeah. you know, it can be versatile. And uh, yeah, I just really just want to create something that was uh, this is an extension of me. Like I said, it's an archive. Yeah. If my kids don't see this, it's an archive. That makes sense, yeah. bro. And that affordable part, you do a lot of deals too. And I see you posting on yeah. Instagram, Twitter, like, yo, 30% off here. So you really are giving back yeah, to your yeah. fans. I, I, I don't, I'm not here to like beat people over here. Like, at the end of the day, you know, I'm in the stage of my business where I'm just trying to get product on the street. I'm just trying to push it out. Like, it's not even about really making a dollar right now. I'm just giving. Like, I, made, I had to do it for $7 t-shirts. I yeah. made no money. Like, I just wanted to get it out into the street. I knew people would buy it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, I got a TN all 50 states right now. And all continents except China. So that's the goal. Like, as long as people can just see, like, where'd you get wild. that shirt? Like, I like seven. Yeah. Like, where'd you get it? the word of mouth aspect is what I'm going for right now. So that's the stage of business I'm in. Mean, I'm just trying to get product on the street. I seen somebody for the first time the other week in my shirt, and I'm like, damn, like, this is ridiculous. I don't, this person doesn't know me. He didn't even know I owned it. He's just like, I saw it like, on Instagram. That's, that's crazy. around, it's like, oh, shoot. That's my shirt, yeah. People send me pictures all the time. Like, I seen this kid in Disney World with your shirt on. I'm like, it's crazy. I moved, like, probably two or 3,000 units of my tees. So it's somewhere out in the world, but it was my first time seeing it. Seen it on somebody like last week. Yeah. yeah. You design your own shirts or you have somebody design it right? you do that? I eventually want somebody to design, but everything's me right now. Uh, besides my shipping, my shipping is, uh, I have a team that does that. But as far as designing, sourcing, everything is me. I, uh, from the top to the bottom is me. Full-time entrepreneur. Full-time, yeah. I, I teach myself how to use Photoshop, bro. It was, it was hell. Bro. Hey, B-Simone, get my guy out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's bad. Yeah. Shout out B-Simone. Shout out B-Simone. Oh, I don't know if we shout out B-Simone. What you shouting out her? Yeah, she, she needs some help. But uh, I like B-Simone. She, she's cool, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned your ties to New Orleans. Yeah. So how much of, of a factor does that play in your design and just you as a person. I know you right. rep 803 all the time, but how much does New Orleans and Louisiana right. play a factor into you? A big part, man. Uh, like I said, Seven, seven Ward, you know, that's where I'm from. It's uh, St. Bernard Projects. Like, that's that's where I grew up. And so, you look at New Orleans, um, I got the N.O. Dodgers tee out, right? Yeah, I see that. And so, that's just like a spinoff of the L.A. Dodgers or whatever. So, I just try to put little dots. I got this whole collection coming out. I remember I went to... I go to home like three, four times a year, but this is when I was really big into photography and I just took pictures of the city. And so I got this, this collection coming out of just uh, candidates of the city. You know, you got the St. Charles Cathedral, you got uh, Claiborne Street, uh, Canal Street. These are just different stables in the world that I've taken pictures of and I'm going to put them on my shirts to kind of pay homage because I think, I don't want it to be like two New Orleans because it's not like the look I'm going for, but I do want nuggets here and there every couple of years. Like, hey, this is where the word seven come from. You wouldn't, it wasn't for me being from the Seven Ward, you know, this brand wouldn't exist. So I'm gonna put New Orleans and put New Orleans on uh, as much as I can. Still been at 803. <clears throat> but you know, I give, I, give pro- I give props to the 803 too, cause I mean, I can say I grew up here too, you know. I, I moved here when I was like 10. So 
Uh, but I spent all my summers in New Orleans, so it's kind of like I'm yeah. really I'm here for nine months and go to New Orleans for three months. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I try to I try to incorporate this the both as much as I can. But I got love for both cities, man. I got I got love for both cities. But New Orleans just holds a big piece in uh, where where I pull my inspiration from because I got to think like what's for Hurricane Katrina happening and me moving here. I wouldn't even be the person I was there. I grew up in a way different environment. Yeah. I'm talking like, I used to live by the projects, bro. Like, I could have been a way different person. So, you know, I feel like the world works, you know, God works in a, in a weird way of putting you in situations. Yeah. You know, I don't even think I would have the entrepreneurial spirit if it wasn't for me being placed in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, it piggybacks yeah. off of each other. So, you moved here after Hurricane Katrina? Yeah, yeah, I moved here like literally the day of Hurricane Katrina. I was homeless for like two weeks. My family was home for two weeks. And uh, we was bouncing between shelter and shelter. And um, we ended up here in South Carolina because my aunt, she had just landed a job at the Verizon Wireless on Harvison. Shout out to Harvison. Shout out to Harvison. Shout out to Harvison. Nah, for real. So she was like, just love. I used to live in a landmark apartments with her. Mm-hmm. So she was like, just stay here until y'all get uh, on your feet. Yeah. And so uh, we stayed with her for about a month or two. Then we moved to Stony Creek Apartments. I don't know if I know where that is. It's yeah, right there. St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived there for like the first two years, first year, and then we moved to Forestgate. And now my parents have moved out of Forestgate. But yeah, we stayed in Forestgate for like 10 years, and they just moved like three months ago. Man. But yeah, uh, that's how that's how South Carolina happened. And South Carolina was like so far fetched like, from the city. Yeah. Like, moving here was a culture shock. Yeah. Like, you got yeah. trees everywhere. Like, <laughs> they got people with farms out here for real. Like, I'm like, whoa. Like, so many trees. But you know, my mom always say, we was in the wilderness that I always would have dreams and I would always say like mom I think our next house is around trees and in New Orleans it's, it might get like one or two trees here and there but you don't see no trees unless you go to the park I always tell my mom that like mom I'm having I'm just I'm like seven year old seeing this I'm like mom I see like our next house with trees and I mean landed in yeah. South Carolina like, and our house is surrounded by trees yeah, sure. Bro, yeah like like you crazy. said God works in mysterious God works ways. in really mysterious ways like yeah. my mom would always tell me that yeah. for sure that's crazy so I heard you were talking about not to switch gears, but I heard you were talking about one of your YouTube things that you're considering uh, get uh, looking into getting an agent. What made you kind of get into yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking for right now because I've been moving in the acting world without an agent right now. So I'm just doing everything DIY. You know, <laughs> I'm just going through word of mouth. Got friends in the industry. You know, I'm friends with makeup artists, camera guys, anybody. You know, that's how I get jobs or whatever. But um, yeah, agents just make things a little bit easier in this okay. industry. Uh, you can do a lot by yourself, but at the end of the day, it's the agents, they got contacts to the big studios. I don't have that contact, so they're gonna set me up with that audition. And uh, I don't wanna go through an agent because I've been uh, by myself all this time. But then again, I gotta think, to grow, I gotta let some people in. Because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that's like one of my big fears. It's like, I've been doing everything by myself. Not to say I've never had help, because obviously I've had a lot of help parents yeah. take me to my first YouTube convention and people from friends helping me to film videos and whatever like this is free work they never got paid or anything so yeah. it's like I've always had help but just like I've always been the one to set up my own deals and edit my own videos and you know do my own paperwork and so I, yeah. I, I'm trying to transition to let people in and let people help me yeah, yeah that's like I said I'm a bit of a, a loner when yeah. it comes to business because it's like I'm I don't really trust a lot of people when it comes to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Nah, that makes sense. And it's like, 
you're moving on and you're elevating into this next stage, you kind of need to make a little. Yeah, I need to make one. So to get to these next levels, you got to level up a little bit. You know what I mean? So it is dope to see all that you're doing, man. And I heard you talk about uh, you being on Netflix. And you also said about some commercials earlier, but you said something about Netflix, man. So can you give us a little backstory about how that happened? Man, so... uh I gotta watch my words. Yeah. So, <laughs> so under contract, under NBA. contract, under contract, NBAs. Nah, no, I can I can speak a lot though. But uh, yeah, so I got my first movie deal back in I want to say last September, around my birthday. My birthday is September twenty sixth. So I was around my birthday, and uh, this is a deal that's been worked in for like two years. So mm-hmm. I talked to these people for like two years. They want me. This is actually the deal that uh, I was in Vegas for. Yeah, did in the bathroom. The bathroom. <laughs> yeah, because they, they dropped me at first, and then the dude that was supposed to play my part, he got really caught up in the church, right? And this is a movie; it's kind of vulgar, so mm-hmm. he got really caught up in the church, and uh, he didn't want to do the role no more. So I was like, okay. So they called me back, and they were like, yeah, I know it's been some time, but uh, we want to re-offer you the role. So yeah, so I went to to Georgia for a while, and uh, after me, I was on. I can say this: I was some of Adam Sandler's people, you know, the Happy Happy Madison crew, and. Uh, we really got in that motion, so we started filming in Georgia. I spent about six, seven weeks in Sonoya, Georgia. Mixed the whole holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the middle of nowhere, bro. We just filming every day. It was like a, it was a cool experience, you know, because a lot of people start their acting career with like little roles, extra work, or yeah. uh, playing that guy that's on the computer in the yeah. background. It was <laughs> crazy, but now yeah. I got like, I'm like the star in role. This is my first acting job ever, so. Uh, I spent like six weeks over there, um, and it was cold, bro. I mean, we, this is a film that's set in the summer, and so uh, we in like the middle of Georgia. You know, South Carolina get pretty cold. Even people yeah. like play like it's the South, but it get pretty cold here in yeah. the winter. So you know, Georgia is no different. So uh, the film set in the summer. I got on shorts, and it was just cold. Uh, we grinding every day, um, like twelve hour days. 16 hours, 24 hour days, like that exists, bro. Like, you get no sleep some days. Just, they got sometimes you got to shift in, so they got camera operators that sleep in three hours and they come in. It's weird, but uh, yeah, just just transitioning into that was, was pretty cool. And um, we're still looking for distribution. Netflix is the goal, yeah, because uh, Netflix, we in conversation with them right now, but uh, a couple different streaming networks to go to. But I am on a show right now that uh, is for sure going to Netflix. Uh, that one I play a cheerleader. I can't say that. I play I play a cheerleader. I play a male cheerleader and uh just learning how to do that. And uh, ever since then, like I said, I've been on three feature films, two TV shows, and about one commercial. So I just been working through it. And I was actually supposed to before quarantine started, I was supposed to be in New Mexico filming another feature. And this was supposed to be like a really big deal. I was filming with like a Dude has an Oscar. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, so, okay. okay. Heavy, heavy talk. Heavy talk. Heavy talk. The dude has an Oscar, and I was like, damn. But like quarantine happened, some things happened with him, and it was just like, damn. So yeah. we still working for that when it comes through. But uh, the, the film industry just opened up yesterday, so hopefully, hopefully we can get some calls through. Yeah. So it sounds like you spent a lot of time out of the state when you were filming. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Like I spent like, six weeks in Georgia, uh, about three weeks in Miami, which was fun because you. Free trip to Miami. <laughs> can't turn that down. Can't turn that down. Except yeah. for Corona, bro. I heard you were talking about that. You were no. supposed to be going to Miami. No, no, no. Actually, no, bro. Literally, literally. 
let me tell you how this film worked, bro. bro. The whole set, it was like, this is our treat. Because we were filming in the cold in Georgia, it was like in the middle of nowhere, no service on your phone. Like, we were in the neck, like, bro, it was crazy. So the whole treat was like, we going to Miami at the end, because that's where we have to finish the film up. And so, we out there, we out there. My mom is texting me about Corona. This is like beginning of January. This is when Corona was big in China. Yeah. And she's like, yo, it's like this new virus in China. Early. It's called yeah. Corona. And I'm like, man, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just come through. Like, I'm out here like, come on, I'm on Ocean Boulevard. Like, <laughs> I'm living life. Like, I don't want to hear nothing about, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tell you. But, uh, yeah, like, I'm like, man, what up? Like, she's like, no, like, look, these people in Wuhan, China, like, really have to, like, quarantine themselves or whatever. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so, Went two, three weeks out there. I come back home and I finished up another film because as soon as I got home, I had to go film another film. But this film was here, so I was in the city. And uh, I think at the end of what, March, I think March is when everything kicked up. And so that's when Corona really hit. Turned up. So we finished that film right in time before Corona because I would have never got to go to Miami. It was like yeah. a couple weeks off. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because Corona messed up everything. I had about two or three projects going Coming up, I was really supposed to be out of the city, and but like I said, that that's a quarantine work in uh, in favor because yeah. it slowed things down a bit. Because I was I'm very new to it. Like I said, I'm not really I'm not six years in. I ain't been acting since I was four. Like yeah. a lot of these kids, like um, it was very fresh and new, and everything was coming at me fast. So quarantine helped me just to just like hey, sit down, you know, learn a little bit. Hey man, so as you know the name of the podcast, podcast Dominate the Decade, so how do you plan to dominate the next decade? Oh, man, that's a deep question. You know, hey, you already dominated this last decade, man. You've been in for like 10 years, man. Yeah, yeah, not really though, really. But man, when, I, when it comes to questions of like future, you never know what the future holds, so. Definitely. Um, but I, my plan is just to, um, uh, of course, being a, more films, more films. Um, to be a household name, you know, I really want to let this acting thing shroud my career. Uh, I want seven to be in stores. I want seven to be in Zoomies, hopefully, mm-hmm. in the next five years. Wait, what? Zoomies? Hey, Zoomies. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a place in the mall. Yeah, yeah. the mall. See, I'm yeah. not there. I don't be in malls. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, said Zoomies. Zoomies. What's that? I could definitely see seventh in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of their stuff is definitely how you are. Yeah, so I wanted to be in Zoomies or like DTLR in the next five. Uh, okay. Of course, start more businesses. Like seven is just the beginning, bro. I want to get into real estate. Oh, I got a book of just different ideas that I'm a big Shark Tank fan. So yeah, I got bro, I love, <laughs> love Shark Tank. We're going to have to talk off the pod. Bro. Yeah, no, we don't have to because uh, I'm, I'm I watch Shark Tank like almost every day. But yeah, I got obviously more business. Um, I look at my career as just more of like I'd be acting on the side, but business is like forever, so. Yeah, I'm just trying to leave a legacy for the next Brazils to come. And uh, yeah, like I said, more acting jobs. Hopefully we can get a couple of awards in that. And um, I really want to do a big, big, big Hollywood release in the next two years. Um, and yeah, man, just, I know that's real vague, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to stay humble. I don't want to talk my head up too big. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but it's good to have those goals, man. It's good to manifest those things before yeah, it no, comes, fact. man. I, I can see that coming, bro. And even in high school, man, seeing you and your personality, it's like, yo, this dude can be a star, bro. No, like, no, I appreciate he's, he's been that. He's been big with the YouTube. No. He's been on it. It's like, yo, you really have that personality. So no, I, I, I see the world for you, man. No, even you, man, like, you just... A journalism class, yeah. you, this is a form of journalism. So I always saw that in you too. Like, uh, 
you were big in the sports in high school. So yeah. I always saw you being some type of sports. I know you said, you probably don't even remember this, though, but you said, I want to be uh, a sports analyst for the Celtics or something like bro, that. Bro, I love the Celtics. That's my team, bro. That's my team. Hey, the plans have kind of shifted away from that, but I still rock with it. No, Actually, that's... my guy, Matt, right here, he does the color commentary. Yeah, that's, so, a word? Yeah, that's college his. Football. Oh, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, just even just seeing you just branch off into this, this is crazy. Yeah. Man. Just seeing this, like I said, it's been four years, so you never know. Yeah. But, uh, nah, this is dope. Like, I don't know, just, just seeing everybody's dreams come true, it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing. It's yeah. a cool thing. I feel like this stage that we're at in life right now, it's so cool to see and having friends around you that are doing their own individual thing. Yeah, we're all doing different things, but we're all making a path for ourselves. Right, so it's right, like right. you see people doing this and you're like, man, I really appreciate you doing the work. And I remember when you started back here right, and right, seeing right. us become successful in our own sense dominating decades so right. uh it, it, it'll be cool to see all of the different great things that everyone does and shout out dutch work high school man shout we got out dutch we got a lot of people doing great things. no now. facts bro i look at that man you know you got a shout out man let me just give a couple of dutch work shout outs got to got it shout out uh mills davis yes sir shout mills. out shout out uh matthew colburn oh yes sir where's he at now uh, I think he's playing the CFL right now. Yeah. Okay, guys, guys. Or, or some along the lines of that. Yeah, yeah, I think he was in XFL. XFL. Yeah, XFL. I, I and then they cut it down or whatever. Yeah, man. You got to shout out. That's a lot. That's too many. Bro, bro. my boy uh, Sean Ream, he was in a show on Netflix. He was in Outer Banks, bro. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. He was on Outer Banks, bro. As soon as the show starts, it's like the first five. You know, that's minutes, crazy, so. bro. That's crazy you even say his name. I was on his Instagram last night. And uh, I didn't even know he was acting. Yeah. Because uh, I follow Rebecca Norris. She's up in New York, too. Yeah, she's like a model now. And I was like, oh, that's dope. She was trying to ring. And I was like, what was the last page she was doing? I didn't know he was acting. So that's pretty cool, man. Shout out Sean. Um, yeah, it's a lot of talent coming out there. Silver Foxes everywhere. Yeah, Fox going Fox crazy, bro. The everywhere. football team. No, facts. It's crazy. It's bro. a bit scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Powerhouse. Those bro. are grown men. Yeah. <laughs> thing, Those man. are grown men. Let's yeah. look. They're lying on the birth certificate. But, yeah. Shout out shout out, Big Knots, though, man. Because yeah. it's like, he turned that football program bro. around. All time great. All time great. Go, really, bro. Really. Go talk, go talk. And now they got one of y'all coaches' assistants going to Lower Richland High School to coach. Yeah. And so, see, hopefully he can get something going. I live, I didn't go to school at Lower Richland, uh, right. but I live in that area, so they're really Work. excited to see. Because we think of Dutch Fork as the premier program around here. Right. It's like, we just come drop a seat over there, we'll be straight. No, nah, yeah. man, I just, like, not even going to, like, this Dutch Fork, not even, like, you know, be on the nuts or whatever, bro. But it's just, like, I mean, you know, it's just like being around that energy at Dutch Fork is a bit like overwhelming, bro. Because like they take football very, they take sports yeah. period yeah. very seriously. Like athletes, like you look, you, like you hear about college athletes, like yeah, like they don't even care about school; they just here to play. Like that's how it is at Dutch Fork. Like a lot of kids don't even give a damn about school. Yo, shout out Bryce Thompson. Shout out, no, shout out yeah, Bryce going, Thompson. My man going to the league. <laughs> for real, bro. He's in Tennessee right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, shout out to him, bro. But um, yo, back to Mills. Mills, we waited on that next album, bro. Yeah, Last album was fire. I'll be putting everybody on that. Shout album. out Mills. This man. next album, about I ain't fire. seen him about a month, bro. We talked on the phone last week for about like an hour or two. Yeah, and uh, he got a lot. Like just, just man, like the way he thinks is like, I don't even know where he gets that from. Yeah, like, on some he, other shit. Man. He's on some other shit. Like I don't even. He got ideas that like he. I'm pretty sure he has probably told me like all his ideas, but. Do got ideas that's like 
for a hundred years from now. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's so much deeper than the music. Like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Bro. Yeah. I think we first started chopping it up about Kanye, bro. And that's he was like, Kanye fan. Yeah, he was Kanye, Kanye fan, fan bro. I, I was the biggest Kanye fan. And that's how I think I like got connected to Mills. I would see him on Twitter talking about Kanye. I'm yeah, like, yo, yeah. finally somebody gets it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, he's a, bro. He's a huge Kanye fan. Like, man, he got all the shoes. Like, yeah. All the shoes. Like, all the shoes. All the shoes. Yeah. He showed me laugh. He showed me he got more during quarantine. I'm like, bro, you're not going nowhere. Like, <laughs> what you getting all these shoes for? Like, you're like, bro, I just had to get them. Like, he dropped the new this and the third. You know me. I don't even, even though it's crazy. I bake clothes. I'm never being the mall. I don't even shop for real. Yeah. But uh, I'm just like, oh, don't, them even came out. Like, what are those? So he's just showing me different things. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just, man it's but with Yeezy, bro, the next Yeezy is definitely going to be seven. So check out the seventh brand. Check out the new. No, that's rock. crazy, bro. Because I actually got a shoe in the works. Ooh. Yeah, that, they custom Air Force One. Talk bro. heavy, uh, man. Uh, shout out, shout out, Naughty G. This team, this girl, is helping me out. Um, crazy with sneakers. She's like a great artist. She's out of, I think, Blackwood. But yeah, she, we got something in the works. I got some socks coming out. You know, some a lot of different things, bro. But. Uh, like I said, like seventh, it's a whole different spectrum. I, the, the stuff I put out is not even touching the stuff I got like laid up in the hard drives. Like it, it's gonna be crazy. Like this fall, I'm really gonna focus on putting out, put together collections. Kind of like the spring collection I had, but that was wasn't even my favorite thing because it wasn't the marketing layout was kind of whack because the quarantine yeah. couldn't get models the way I wanted to. But uh, the fall is gonna be real crazy just with the the, the whole marketing plan. I'm excited for the marketing. I'm yeah. here, bro. Like, I don't even care about the product. I do care about the product, but just I'm a big fan of visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I look at the way that people wrote, like the the way Kanye West had his uh the the Yeezy collection rolled out. Yeah. Like, the models all in the, the, the four hard. by four, whatever the lines, the and experience. The experience. Yeah. That's what I'm a big fan of. And, um, I'm a, of course like I love camera work, so I'm a, of course be directing all the commercials, and I got commercials coming out like for my own stuff. So. Yeah. It's gonna be. That's what I'm excited for. Is yeah. just that that whole that whole direction, yeah. just the creative direction. Yeah, bro. that's getting into my lane, bro. I'm into advertising, so we definitely yeah. gonna have to link a little. Bit. Oh no, fast, bro. Yeah, yeah. We can get something on the, on the table. Man. But yeah, sure. looking forward to all the things that you got coming. Uh, the Netflix thing coming up, the different production. Gotta yeah. stay up to date with you on YouTube, bro. Yeah. The new collection, everything, but. Overall, man, really appreciate you coming in with us. Appreciate you being our first guest on the Dominate the Decade podcast, man. I'm going to come back whenever y'all need me. Yeah, we're going to have to have you back. Yeah, we can chop it up about whatever, bro. I'm versatile, man. We can talk about whatever. I'm down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all got anything else, boys? Uh, you're the first and the best. <laughs> hey, hey, the best one yet, bro. No, so, yeah, my guy, my guy. Appreciate you coming through, man. No, hey, no that's a wrap it's for right. us, man. Uh, see y'all next time on the Dominate the Decade podcast. Peace. Slow it down, got it. Whoa, whoa. 400 for the truck, this ain't the lamb. It's the rose. Like 150 difference, that's a Richard Milly Moe plane. I say five bricks if we want to talk in codes. I'm trapped. It's like I heard the streets talking to me. I'm really, really trapped Doors closed, nowhere for me to go, nigga I'm really, really trapped